Welcome to The Lively Show. Let's explore the beauty of being alive. Hello, my friends, and welcome to today's show. I am so excited to be bringing you an interview with Madison Arnholt about inner voice facilitator training as it is about to begin in just a few short weeks. Before we talk to Madison, I also want to give you some housekeeping notes about inner voice facilitator training round five, if you're interested in joining us. It is starting on October 1st through November 17th, 2023. The calls with me, the course main calls will be on Sundays, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for roughly four or five, sometimes six hours. There's no set ending. I go as long as I can still speak and be clear and helpful to you guys. Don't worry though. You do not need to watch all four or five or six hours of the calls. That's just me serving in the best and highest way to those who have questions or want to be in the hot seat with me. But the first 60 to 90 minutes of those calls are the ones that you want to catch. Even if you just watch the recordings of them, those are the ones you want to be able to see for the content. And the rest of it is hot seating, which is great experience and examples of inner voice facilitation and feedback release, but I'll be doing it directly with the community. And then of course, you're also going to be placed on a squad of roughly four squad members that also have a similar optimal time zone or not say time zone that you're in the same time zones, but you have an optimal time block where you want to have your squad calls. So we're gonna find out that information for you so that you'll be able to be placed on a squad that has the optimal time to have squad calls in the second half of each of those weeks with your squads as well. In this round of inner voice facilitator training, if you join and register over at bellalively.com slash IVFT, you can also, if you do this before September 26th, receive a $500 credit. We've never done anything like this before, but we're doing it for this round, a $500 credit towards any of the Alively World classes, the self-paced ones that you see on our courses page. If you haven't taken some of the classes, there's so many classics in there. You are welcome to dive into them using this $500 credit. And, you know, obviously you're going to have all of the time with us in IVFT too, but the credit can be used towards, you know, unlimited aligned abundance, uh, embodied alignment, flow with intention, the lively archive, you name it. You got all the access to all of those things. Choose the things that feel interesting and inspiring to you. Now let's go into today's episode. Today we have Madison Arnholt of round two of IVFT. She is one of the people I have worked with obviously since 2021 in round two, but also in a few other programs as well. And it has been such a joy to watch Madison's transformation. She's somebody who came in with a very strong mind and has transformed through as she's going to share so much of this work in her own life in pretty much every dimension of her life. So I'll let her share more about that. But if you want to find Madison after the interview, you can find her over on Instagram at madison.arnholt, A-R-N-H-O-L-T, and also at madisonarnholt.com. Let's go to the show. Madison, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. I'm so excited to have you here. How long have you listened to the show? I'm curious. I actually didn't start listening until I started IVFT. <laughs> so, really? You found yeah. it and then joined? Yeah. my I had a coach at the time who did inner voice sessions, and I did one session. I'm like, well, this is great. Like, how do I sign up for this IVFT thing? So I literally signed up for IVFT never having heard the podcast. Um, so I was definitely, I feel like an outlier there because most of the community is like, I've been listening for 10 years. Uh, so since round two, whenever that was, like two two years ago? 
gosh, it feels like 10 years ago, seeing the transformation you and and all of us as a group together have had. Um, Madison, you were on the Try IVFT for free. You happened to show up to share your experience. And as people, I know we're going to dive into telling us about yourself and everything. And this will maybe be a little bit of a setup for that question. (laughs) But it was fascinating to me watching you share to the community and imagining the faces watching you talk about your experience before IVFT and after. And then I was watching them watch you. And the feeling I had was like, you look so zen and chill because you truly are so zen and chill. But I was just thinking they probably don't even, when you're saying what you said to them, they probably don't even get (laughs) to the fact that you are so transformationally or foundationally different now that I was like, they're not even having a clue. You're saying everything that's true, but they're not even capturing uh, the the real, what you're, where you were before. So tell us a little bit about yourself, but I know I'm kind of rambling at this point. (laughs) I just find it so funny thinking about that moment yesterday, reflecting on your journey. Yeah, it's, this is a really fun opportunity for me to reflect because it is so different. It does feel like a long time and it does feel like who was that person that was like (laughs) so stressed 24 seven and pushing and forcing through everything and so desperately needing external answers and validation and approval. It's just like, it just feels like an exhale to know that (laughs) uh, I found a way to let that go, which you taught me. And I am so, so grateful for that, for you and for myself and the community for actually being willing to say, okay, well, what happens if I go inside? What happens if I sit with the, all this like stuff that's coming up instead of doing those typical things I normally do, like force and push and try to just like mentally rationalize my way um, through it. But anyways, okay, so I am Madison. I am, I call myself an intuitive life coach. Um, I basically help people live with more inner peace, alignment, and joy through these tools of releasing, inner voicing, and meditation has been a big part of my practice. And basically, though, for me, meditation is releasing. (laughs) So it's like (laughs) I just use meditation as the practice of being with whatever is arising. I live in Virginia. I'm married to a wonderfully grounded um, human, which has been a great... um, great for me to have someone so steady throughout my (laughs) unsteadiness unfolding. And yeah, so that's a little bit about me and what I do. Okay, that is a great summation. Now, I'm curious if you could describe the picture. And I know you did this yesterday, but I was like, there's just, she's really good to tell the truth, guys. (laughs) So tell us how you were (laughs) before you did IVFT. Where where was your your life at? How are you feeling? Yeah, well, I really am going to tell the truth. And it's funny because I asked my inner voice on a walk this morning, like, inner voice, what do you want me to know about this podcast? And I heard, you know, just tell the truth, nothing to inflate, nothing to hide. So, yeah, this is it. <laughs> um, be- so before IVFT, what were things like? Is that your question? Yeah. What were you like? How are you feeling on the inside? Uh, I, so yesterday I gave the analogy that I felt like, you know, when football players have those like parachutes on their back for practice and they're creating extra resistance to get stronger, I felt like I was moving through life with a parachute on my back. And I felt like the only way to deal with the parachute was to like run harder. And that obviously made me more exhausted and anxious and stressed. So I was just honestly just stressed and pushing and forcing through life all the time. And this morning, I actually had another analogy come to me, which has been a really beautiful thing about inner voice work as well. When I joined IVFT, I used to hear you speak so eloquently with the most 
amazing metaphors that really landed. I'm like, wow, I would love to be able to come up with metaphors like that. And it's cool because through connecting in with my own inner voice, it's something that's kind of unfolded naturally. So anyways, the one that came to me this morning was I really felt like when I was little, I did swim team and some of the girls (laughs) who wanted to you know, get stronger at swimming, they would wear two bathing suits to practice. The second one was very big so that it would, when they would swim, it would drag and be (laughs) very resistant um, so that when they went to the actual swim meet to race, they went flying into the water and they felt like light (laughs) light as a feather. And that's how I felt. I felt like I had 500 bathing suits on and I was trying to swim and swim and swim and stay afloat and push through just so much resistance and and heaviness and repressed emotions. And I thought, I didn't realize, and now I know, I thought, oh, well, you have all these, <laughs> all these, all this resistance and all this drag. That that means you have to try harder. That means you have to swim harder. And also maybe that means something is wrong with you. And what I didn't realize is that, oh no, actually, I just have 500 bathing suits on and I can like start taking these off one by one. And every time I do, swimming only gets easier. And then I don't have to try so hard. I can just swim and glide much more easily through the water. So that's really what it's, the difference has felt like to me in an you know energetic way of moving through life with so much push force and resistance to now more, de- more generally, it's obviously not perfect, feeling so much more um, ease and like I don't have all of that drag on me, weighing me down in every moment and everything I do. Oh, so beautifully said, Madison. So what inspired you? You Actually, you kind of already gave us this a little bit. So what exactly inspired you to join IVFT? I did that one session with my coach who did inner voice sessions. She's like, we're going to do this thing where you're going to connect to your soul. I'm like, and I was like very, uh, I had a very strong, I don't know, spiritual character at the time. So I was like, oh yes, like anything that was spiritual, like it's for me, like I'm so spiritual. Um, <laughs> So I, yeah, did that session and just remember at the, remembered at the end of it, feeling so out of my mind, so at peace. I had, you know, the full body tingles and just so grounded. And a lot of the wisdom that came through in that session ended up over time proving to be very wise or very true. Like something my inner voice said was, you're going to quit your job in February. At the time I was working a full-time corporate job. And I was like, no, there's no way. Cause that was going to be in two months. I was like, there's no way in two months I'm going to do that. And then <laughs> lo and behold, I did. And so I started having um, that, ex- that experience myself of the power of it. And that's why I joined IVFT. And the funny thing is, 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 I think I was connecting to my inner voice in that session and those sessions I initially did, but I don't think I was releasing. I don't think I actually was releasing beanbags because I went my whole life like (laughs) repressing everything, either running from everything or reacting to everything, which obviously only keeps things stuck and and building up because I had no idea how to deal with emotions. So, you know, it's like in the personal development, spiritual world. It's like, feel your feelings. It's like, oh yeah, like I do that. Like feel my feelings. And it was, I, I wasn't, I was, I could confused thinking about (laughs) your feelings and knowing you have 
a feeling with actually feeling the feeling through to completion and allowing it to dissolve. Yeah, beautiful. So you was it hard to convince yourself in the mind to join or was it a, a line choice with the mind and the inner voice? You're like, yep, nope, I'm doing this. No <laughs> questions asked. Um, well, it wasn't hard because at that time I was desperately seeking <laughs> answers from other people. So I was a serial like course taker. So everything was a yes, even if it was actually a no from my intuition. So my mind was like, yes, to invest in everything because it was so seeking at that time. So it wasn't hard because I had a very strong uh, beanbag guiding me uh, to yes to so many of those things. And at the same time, there definitely was that deeper intuitive um, knowing that this is going to be different. And it, and I was a little scared because I had, so many times I had joined things thinking, this one's different. This one, my intuition is guiding me to like, this one's um the answers. And so I was kind of like, oh, is it another one of those like situations where I'm going to lose myself to the, gu the guidance of the mentor, basically like lose my own wisdom by putting theirs above my own. And it was obviously the exact opposite where you were never putting your wisdom above anyone else's and always redirecting me and everyone else back to within themselves. And I think at the time with such a strong mind, it was so helpful to have someone's be like, okay, you're asking me, but like, <laughs> what do you know inside of you? Yes. I love working with strong minds, including yours, Madison. And I would say we probably have on average in a group, like about a 20% super strong mind kind of population. And I would put you back in that camp as well. I also having one of those super, super strong minds. So whenever we get those people in, I always think they're very strong horses. And so I <laughs> love working with the strong horses. Like I have zero, zero, zero fear of working with strong minds because I having had my own know that there's such a fun, I love when strong minds come into the work. Not everyone obviously is quite as tied to the veracity of their minds, but when people are, I always find it fascinating and fun. And it's a bit challenging for those people. Like maybe it was for you too, Madison, in the beginning to get the hang of it because your mind being so strong could try to override what you were trying to ultimately do within yourself. But I also know that by the time someone like you or myself with the strong minds comes to the work, that also means their awareness is getting to that place where it's 50-50 at least if not edging out mm -hmm. at that point. And so then it's just about letting uh, the relationship develop between the free will of your awareness and your mind and your inner voice all start to coalesce and work together as a team. And it doesn't mean that your mind has to lose its strength. It's more about refining where it directs its strength in your life and also softens in the areas, like you said, where it's trying to compensate and essentially be your intuition or be your guiding force but which ultimately it doesn't need to do. And it can kind of relax and settle into a more natural state of being in yourself where it's useful, but it's not taking on the responsibility to be your intuition. You're kind of working in tandem. So what were the things, Madison, that you love most about IVFT? I'm curious. Oh, where to start? So many uh, things. I mean, the, the greatest gift for me and what I love most is learning that skill of releasing. That's something that benefits me every single day of my life, every day, every day. It benefits me. And over time, it only gives me more and more and more and more and more 
wisdom, lightness, and freedom. Like on the other side of every release, every time, no questions asked is more lightness, wisdom, and freedom. And it's the only tool I've ever experienced or found. And I've (laughs) spent many, many (laughs) dollars and tried many, many, many modalities all under the sun because I was, you know, really trying to be the evolved spiritual person. Um, But releasing for me has been the greatest uh, gift to be able to do that within myself and to have that tool that offers me the ability to transform anything in my life into a gift, into something that feels lighter, into into wisdom. And when I was (laughs) another little metaphor that came to me on my walk this morning, releasing kind of feels like for especially for a strong uh, <laughs> a strong mind like mine was like it was almost like I was like a very hyper like dog needing to learn how to like sit and stay and if you like sit and stay you will like get a treat and there really is a treat on the other side of learning to sit and stay and it doesn't necessarily mean sit and be still but to be with and to allow and to sit with whatever is arising to, to say, okay, here it is. Here's the discomfort. Like what happens when I allow it? What happens when I feel it? What happens when I stop jumping for the treat and just sit here and feel it? Then then the treat comes and the treat is more lightness, wisdom, and freedom and so much more present. And so our beanbags or stuck emotions are always showing us the doorway where we can open to more freedom. And in that way, it's been such a gift because I don't know, it's like now I I just get more, more freedom and more peace and more presence and more joy and more ease in an ever expanding way that really, that really sticks and really lasts and expands. So that, I think that was my favorite thing. I also love the community. Like this community is such a kind supportive, loving group of people. And you can make a lot of friends. You can receive a lot of support. And that was also such a gift. I also loved just (laughs) the fun weirdness of like what happens. It's like the after party, (laughs) like after you go for two hours, oftentimes, um, I don't know, things start getting more interesting with the hot seats and getting really, really deep. And like, it's oh, like, like, it's, so, it's like, like six <laughs> hours later, we're like on another like planet kind of. And yeah. so that was like a, that was a fun um, thing for my mind for sure. So yeah, I feel like those are the things that are jumping out right now. Okay. Beanbag release obviously transformed. I have to say, Madison, I've watched you and worked with you for the years and your voice and your face have softened so much. It's it's almost like I wish we could have like recorded you (laughs) as like a pre-interview a few years ago to just, and a photo. Do you notice it in yourself or does your husband or family notice changes in you like I do? Yes, absolutely. Also, it would be really funny. We actually probably could go back to like some old calls. Like, oh, yeah, old clip. calls. That would um, be and, true. Like, like pull a clip. Um, but yeah. And so definitely I, I've i noticed the shift in, in my voice and and my face. I, I started noticing really once I like really got the hang of releasing and had released so much, I started like looking in the mirror and being like, wow, like you're, you're like brighter <laughs> and you're like glowing yes. more. And like, I don't know. I just felt like, 
I saw this glow coming from my face. Um, so that was kind of cool. And then I, as I shared on the uh, call yesterday, I feel like I always had these, like, I would look at the mirror before and I always had these two lines in between my eyebrows of like stress lines, thinking lines, like the brain is working really hard to figure shit out always. So that's, those lines were always there. And now the, the lines are gone because I'm not constantly exhausting myself thinking and trying to figure things out. I'm just living <laughs> so much more in, uh, the now because I know I don't I don't need to always be figuring out what's um next. Now I forgot the question and lost my No, train that of makes perfect sense. I think that when it comes to the face transformations and the sound transformations, yes, the inner voice is wonderful and getting that connection and wisdom is so helpful to guide you in life. I actually do feel and attribute the physiological changes that I observe in the community and myself to be from the beanbag releasing. Cause as you know all too well, Madison and anyone that's done the IVFT can can relate to like the number of releasing stuck energy beanbags as we call them in the work just keeps like stopping releasing the things that are stopping the flow of your energy through your non-physical system like your consciousness and into the physical body and so my feeling is that releasing all those swimsuits or the parachute like as you're letting those go the energy <laughs> that is coming through your system is flowing more organically without interruption around all the lumps and bumps of those emotions and the stuck places that we don't have conscious awareness of until we are beanbagging and like in an awareness where we can catch them but i feel like that's probably even more than the inner voice aspect for the physiological pieces. Although the one thing I do think about with the inner voice and like once that physiological change happens on these outer layers, have you noticed any change? I've never asked anyone this, but I noticed this for myself and others too. Have you noticed, I can't see you on Zoom as closely <laughs> to see other than your forehead glow, which I always notice that what you're talking about. <laughs> it's exactly where I go with your head too. I notice your forehead and how soft and glowy it is. That's exactly the piece I can see. But what I can't <laughs> yeah. see, Madison, is your iris. Are your eyes more crisp or clear? I'm curious if you've noticed any change there. I have. Yes. There's just a more a brightness, a more clear, a more clarity. Yeah. I have a feeling that may be more about the the use of our awareness mm. coming into the body. And it, although it probably is releasing the trauma is helping that clarity and awareness get strengthened and come through more clearly. I always look at that as the seat of the soul or the eyes of the soul. And then that connection I always look at as part of that really for me, at least just like on a intuitive or, you know, kind of feeling into it level. I always think the eyes are also that, that showing of the wisdom that you're tapping into day to day. Yeah. And you can see that. I mean, you can see that in the people who are, you know, I guess you could say like pretty active in the community or they're around. So you can, you've seen them over time and you can see it in other people as well. A, a lightness, an ease, a brightness even to their face. Like someone who jumps out at me is Kayleen. I she know, just I was just thinking a, her too. A bright, light, calming presence and energy. And it it really shines through when you have released and are connected to your intuition. A hundred percent. You both come to mind as like two of these people I've been working with a lot this year, even just to see this, the deepening because it's an ongoing transformation. You took this, you said round two. So that was what, 2021? Mm -hmm. Okay. So you're almost two to three years out from that now. How has the work changed your life? I guess post IVFT and even into now, years later. Oh, there's like a million things I could go into. Um, I think the biggest 
thing at the time that I was struggling with around the time of joining IVFT was having my worth and mood so wrapped up in and tied to my business. Like success, career, business was my biggest chew toy at the time. And I felt so ashamed for not being farther along. I felt like something was wrong with me. I was seeing everybody on Instagram, like 100K a month. I made a million dollars. Like follow my five-step formula and you will too. And obviously I like bought all that (laughs) shit because I was bad, very insecure beanbags um, within me until I didn't. Um, So at the time that was a huge, um, a huge one. I was uh, uh, just worried and obsessed and drained by the pain of the of the shame and um, what do I need to do to be good enough? What do I need to do to make people like me enough to <laughs> buy my shit and work with me? And there, it was so painful and so draining. And again, I thought, oh, I just have to swim harder because it feels like there's extra bathing suits when I didn't know I could take off the bathing suits. So over the, you know, for the last year, I've had such a steadiness and neutrality and ease with all of that. But, you know, for a whole, I don't know, a year, you could say, or even maybe probably I had a heavy six months, very, very, very heavy um, period of releasing. It's just like one by one, by one, taking off all the bathing suits in that um, area. And I I remember you asked me in Elevate, um, could you imagine like truthfully, ever being okay if you didn't have the success you think you should have. And I I couldn't, I honestly, the answer was no. I was like, I, I can't. Right now where I'm at, I can't imagine no. And you also said like, are you at the point where you're willing to have peace? You're willing to give that up for peace. Like you're willing to put peace first or something like that. You know, when you, you talked about your food journey where it's like you got to the point where the only thing you wanted was peace. Peace became yes. number one. I hadn't hit that point yet until I did. And then when I did, it's like hundreds of beanbags started um, unraveling. And it was, at first it was so heavy. And I was like, oh my God, am I going to be in this like dark hole <laughs> forever of like yeah. constantly uh, releasing? And then, you know, I started to see light at the end of the tunnel and realize, oh, well, every time there's a little bit more lightness and every time there's a bit less reaction to the things that used to trigger me so much before, like it, even like things as silly as like opening my email and realizing there was <laughs> like nobody booking a call with me or whatever, and then feeling like so triggered and like, oh my God, nobody wants me. Something's wrong with me. And and um, that started lightening over time. And and now I can, I can have emails without any <laughs> emotional reaction. Um, and there's no compulsion or like activation or any of that. And so to, to have that transformation, to have my worth and mood completely up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down, high, low, high, low, high, low, actually mostly low, 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 <laughs> super fucking high, low, 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 <laughs> super high. Um, it was just so, so exhausting. And to now have such a, a steadiness and to, for the most part, I really feel like there's very little that can rock me off of my peace completely. And it feels like before my life was, I was like inside of a washing machine tumbling all around. And every time life took a turn, I would be flipping up and (laughs) up inside the washing machine, getting bruised up and banged up and tumbled all around. And now it's not that there's not, you know, shit that happens or, you know, pain or whatever, 
but it feels more like I'm outside of the washing machine seeing it tumbling. And so it's like, it still tumbles. It's just, I'm so much less stuck in it or identified in it or swept away by it. And so now it's like, like I must just laugh. It's like, that's, it feels so like crazy that I, I really felt that way, but that's how I really felt. And now I really don't. And it's, it's cool because I thought, oh, am I kidding myself? Because I was spending like all my time releasing. I thought, oh, when I go back to the business, all my problems are still going to be there. Like I'm just sitting on my ass, like doing nothing. Like all my problems are still going to be there. Like, but they weren't because releasing was the best thing I could have been doing for myself at that time. And then when I had kind of the calling to like start dipping my toes back into um, my business, I was like, oh, <laughs> there's doesn't feel like I'm wearing 500 bathing suits. And oh, when somebody decides not to work with me, like literally zero problem, zero stress, zero worry at all. I actually don't want them to. I, I genuinely actually can have a a true, genuine, like, care for people that I only actually want them to do it if it's genuinely right for them rather than desperately feeling like I had to, like, get people at all costs to to fill the hole of my insecurity. But what I've realized through this process is that those perceived, it's like the chase for wholeness never ends because the lack never existed to begin with. So we perceive we have all these like holes in us that we have to fill with success and fill with money or fill with clients or the body or the health or the partner or whatever the, you know, your biggest chew toy is. And then at a certain point you realize it's like, it doesn't work. It does not work to go out looking for external and fill the hole. Yeah. You might like, like, I don't know, get the temporary, like, spike in the money and like feel good for two seconds, but then you're back to feeling the same way as before. And so the only real way I was able to find freedom was by looking inside long enough to come back to that realization of wholeness from within. Oh, there, oh, there actually was never a hole. <laughs> like everything's fine. And then I don't have to go chasing and seeking. Then I'm free to actually just live in alignment Oh, I got it. Madison. Okay. I love that analogy. I'm going to, can I add to what you just said? Yes, about, please. Okay. So I love what you're saying. You're feeling the feeling you had. This is so cool, right? So you had this feeling in the mind and the beanbags basically kind of causing this perception that there was a hole you needed to fill. You know, that analogy I use so often is that the, I'm saying it more and more frequently lately, especially that the intuition is like a table and there's stuff, the beanbags or emotional trauma and belief systems, et cetera, are stuff on top of the table. So people that say they don't have an intuition have a lot of stuff on top of the table. So I understand why they say they don't have a table because they can't see the table. So I think there is no table because there's just a bunch of stuff that they see on top of it. They're like, what table? There's no table. There's just all this stuff. Yeah. But they don't know what the stuff is resting on or what's underneath the stuff. And so if you are feeling all those beanbags in that area of your life, you know, we feel like there's a hole. But when you take off the stuff on the table, when you release all those beanbags, take off those swimsuits, you go, oh, there's a table. There's no hole in the table. <laughs> It's actually yes. been there the whole time. There is no hole in the table. The table's flat yes. and solid. There's actually, yes. does that like kind of help tie to your Absolutely. idea? And there's nothing that can't be seen through to come back to the table, to come back to that sense of wholeness from within. Yes. But in order to see through it, we have to directly experience it and feel it and look at it and go, 
inside or as with you the say, awareness being back. Yeah. yeah. With exactly. the awareness, because the awareness, as I say, and if you take the training, you'll hear this all the time. Madison's heard it for years <laughs> is like only <laughs> the awareness can transmute the emotions. The stuff on the table only dissolves or resolves or disappears and dissipates with awareness. The mind can know, and a great talk therapy is great for this. It can know all the crap on top of the table. It can label it. It can know where it got it in this lifetime. It can talk about every time it's feeling it, but it cannot do the mind though it knows the stuff is on the table cannot dissolve and transmute the stuff on the table as the mind you have to use that awareness aspect of yourself to do so and so that is the power of the work we do is to keep that as simple natural and effective as possible for people so that you don't have to like especially with IVFT yes we're teaching everybody in IVFT like Madison saying she does this on a regular basis and the idea is through IVFT you if you do IVFT will be able to work with clients and help them know how to do this on a regular everyday basis not just with you as the facilitator but you empowering them so that they can you know you're teaching them to fish so that you're not the one that has to fish with them. However, that said, Madison, one of the consistent themes across our community, I always hear from almost everybody in the community is how helpful working with the community members that they make friends with is to helping accelerate that strength and that ability in themselves to releasing, especially the trickier stuff. So I think you're mm -hmm. gonna, everybody's gonna catch a really basic understanding, including your clients. However, I do find consistently hearing from the members of the community that when there's heavier, stickier stuff that they may not have um, the strongest awareness to resolve easily because they're heavier, that they use uh, the buddies in their community to kind of like hold space and swap, you know, not services per se, but like just hold space with each other. Do you do that often, Madison, or have you in the past? I don't do it often, but I definitely have. And one that jumps out um, is one time I was like having, I don't even know what it was, but like some really heavy feelings come up and like old feelings. Ones where I'm like, I thought I'd dealt with these, which like, um, that's a, just a good reminder for everyone. It's like the ones you feel like, oh my God, what's wrong with me? I thought I already dealt with this one. Did I not release it? Maybe. And sometimes there's just more to release and more freedom to be had. So like, it's not a problem. Nothing's gone wrong. But one that jumps out is I did. So I, anyways, I was like, I've got to reach out to someone. I'm struggling um, to really go into this one myself. And I reached out to Guillen and did a session with him. And one amazing piece of wisdom that came from my inner voice in that session was that freedom is all-inclusive. And my, you know, the mind has such a tendency to be like, freedom is this, freedom is this, freedom is I live here, freedom is I have this partner, freedom is I have this money, freedom is I have this body, freedom is only like this, 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 and this. That's not freedom, that's limitation, because if you're confined to only this is okay, <laughs> that is limitation, not freedom. And so to get that wisdom, it's like freedom is all inclusive, all uh, allowed. When you can open up to that, that's real freedom. Real freedom is not <laughs> getting everything you want because then you're dependent on it. Real freedom is your okayness coming from within and not needing things to have to go this way or that way or get this or get that in order to be okay. So I forget what the, whatever it was that I 
released, but that, I mean, it was just, it's so powerful. It's so helpful. And it's like, it's okay. It's okay to um, ask for help and get that support. And it feels so good. It's like, it's, yeah, it, like I, if my, like, I don't know if my shoulders are hurting, I could like give myself uh, like a little massage or I could go to a spa and have someone else give me a massage. Like, yeah, of course I can like, you know, rub out some of the tension myself, but like, it feels so, it feels like a treat to, um, yourself and a gift to yourself to uh, get that support. And there's so much of the support in the community. And something else that I loved from IVFT is there's so much opportunity to hot seat and receive support from uh, you, Bella, which <laughs> is very, very, very helpful to get in the hot seat and actually like do it. <laughs> it's like <laughs> It's like you can watch people ride a bike, but to get on the bike is much more helpful and actually like learning how to find your steadiness on on the bike. Yes, I will sit there as long as I can still be coherent and hold my <laughs> bladder and talk. And so that's usually looking pretty consistently more and lately like four, five, six hours at a time. There's no set end time. As Madison said, it's kind of, I like your word for it, the after party. I just keep going. <laughs> and if people keep raising their hands, I'm there to serve. And I think part of it is because it, these are really potent sessions, you know, I'm not doing this day in, day out, like a um, slogging through a lot. So I have the energy saved, the reserve stored up so that when I'm there, I'm there and I go as long mm -hmm. as I can go. And so I try to serve as many people as I can in those hot seats. And knowing that for IVFT purposes, watching me do that is one of the best ways for people to get an insight into questions to ask and how to troubleshoot things that come up for the clients and basically that facilitation aspect, but also just sitting there basking in people that are connecting to their inner voice and finding those answers in themselves also gives you a sense of your own inner voice frequency of answers when you're spiritually wizarding as we go to, which is like the mind pretending to be the inner voice, but saying its own wordy stuff that it believes in the mind, all that kind of stuff. So yes, I, that's a great point, Madison. I really encourage everyone that does feel called to and is in the training to raise their hand with me. I'm on the call for so long that even if the time zone that we start at doesn't work for you. <laughs> By the end of the call, it might still be going and it's in your time zone. <laughs> it does work with you. People jump in and out three hours later, they'll be driving to different states while they're in the car listening to the call. So yes, I, it, it is long. Did you enjoy the squad experience, Madison, being with four people and a squad leader? I did. It was so nice to have that intimate group and get to know some of the people a little bit better and also have someone who had done it before to answer questions and support us and just have that extra practice of doing it together in a small group. I loved it. it and I've been a squad leader several times since then. And I also love that aspect too. It's just, it's so fun to be in the, in the small intimate group and really go deep with everyone, get to know everyone. You can make friends, uh, especially buddies in those groups, even easier, as well as a big group, of course. Um, yeah, love, love the squads. I know, actually, it was fascinating. When we did the Tri-IVFT for free, you and Candy were on, and Candy was saying she just did the most recent round of IVFT in January of 23, and she said she and her squad are actually thinking about organizing a live meetup or a little retreat for themselves. So, you know, you guys can take it. I know some of the beta round people have been traveling the world together, living in Sayulita, Mexico, and all sorts of things. So there's many opportunities. We have Letitia in the community from Australia and London that travels around and sees her buddies 
cities and different places. Susie from Germany living and traveling with buddies from IVFT as well. But that said, there's just as many of those kind of semi-nomadic people connecting and living with each other as there are women that are empty nesters or mothers of small little ones that are very integrated into busy lives where they are and not traveling the world with with their buddies and squads. So it's really a kind of make what you want of it, but it does seem that the community is one of those special aspects of this. And it's so fascinating to me as an observer of it all, because it's not something that I consciously do anything to make happen. It's just a facet, I think, or a function of the people that are called to the work. I have a feeling it's because I'm not pushing people into it that the people have to find it and then their intuitions have to join it. And then there's just such a natural alignment to those types of people that they naturally tend to, it seems, kind of align to each other as well in so many cases. Um I just love that. I just want to comment on that because it's something that consistently gets touched on. And Madison, you've been an incredible leader in your squads, knowing you and hearing some of the experiences you've uh, navigated and you've just held such great space and openness and clarity for your squad. So it's such a joy to have you and the other IVFT grads who then later end up becoming squad leaders, um, help and guide and support the new people in the group to getting even deeper and having that more one-on-one direction and conversation. So even if you guys do or don't get in the hot seat with me in all of the calls that we do on the Sundays, by the way, we're doing these on Sundays now going forward in this round to see how that works for people's schedules. Um, if, and if that doesn't work, you're going to always have that real great one-on-one time with your squad leaders so they can get to know you on a personal level and support you in any way. Madison, when it comes to your career specifically, you're touching on money, you've touched on career, but I'm curious, people might be wondering how some people do IVFT kind of inner voice facilitation full time as working with clients. Others do it and merge it into just like facets of being a teacher, a psychologist, a principal, a corporate person, a mother, you name it. Have you done inner voice sessions classically in your work? And if so, have you done it? Is that the majority? Is that a portion? How does it weave into your career now? Yeah, I like that question. Um, Inner voice sessions, yes. I also do releasing sessions and then I have like one-on-one coaching where it's just kind of a probably more like beauty of life where it's a blend. We're conversating. There's some more traditional life coaching and questions. We're intervoicing. We're releasing. We're kind of just like flowing with what is the moment calling for. I also recently, well, I've had this meditation membership for two years and I always wanted to turn it into an app, but it just never flowed and I got the green light from my intuition, you could say. And I love that way of thinking about our intuition because it <laughs> it often is like when we try to push it when it's still a yellow light or a red light, it's just like, it's much harder. And yeah, it feels like dragging around the bathing suits. But when we can fine tune like what's an actual now green light from my intuition, I found that when I f- follow those things, it's a very like smooth, beautiful surprisingly magical um, unfolding. So I got this the green light um, years after my mind wanted to actually make it um, an app to do it. And it's really cool because it was an unbelievable process of unfolding when I I had been, up until then, I, had, I was kind of like just barely working like an hour here, a little bit there, like really just doing it when it felt... Um, Right. And when the app 
like, I don't know, inspiration came. There was like this huge surge of creative energy moving through me that was kind of like, um, it was doing me, not me doing it, if that makes any sense. And I was like, I was like, who is this person? Like now I was like barely doing any work and now I'm working like 10 hours a day, but like there's no effort at all. Um, and I built, I, I, people told me, oh my God, it's so expensive. You're going to spend $50,000 and you're going to end up with an app that doesn't even uh, work. And I just followed my intuition, released any resistance along the way and built an app in two months for like a thousand or two thousand um, dollars, which I think it's like unheard of in the app world. And so that's long story short, <laughs> that's something else I do um, as well. And I incorporate releasing and tuning into um, your inner voice and different pr practices and tools for presence that um, I've learned as well into those meditations. So that's one of my really favorite things because I think a lot in a lot of the meditation world, it's very much about like turn off your thoughts and like sit perfectly still and don't think and get really calm. <laughs> and like then nobody wants to do it because it's like, well, I feel like I'm doing it wrong. This feels so hard. And instead, I like to approach it as it's just the practice of being with whatever's arising. <laughs> you just be, you just breathe, you feel what you feel, and it is what it is, and you see what happens. And I found practicing in that way, when it feels in alignment, um, has been really powerful for me to create a lot more presence in um, my life. And I also do some courses and classes, things like that, as um, kind of like you do. So lots of things. I also, and this is like a, another fun intuition thing, because when I, you know, early on in my business, I was seeking the answers from everyone else. You have to niche down. You have to pick one thing. You have to do this. And blah, 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 blah. Oh my God, oh my God, this is all stressful. So I was like always trying so hard to do it, right? And now I'm just really doing what feels right for me. And then like following my joy, following my intuition and letting what happens from there happen rather than putting what happens first it's like, no, joy's first, and then whatever happens, happens. But who cares what happens because I'm joyful and I chose um, peace. So I also have a travel um, blog that my intuition guided me to start a few months ago. And so that, that's just like, it's so fun. It's so fun to have no rules, do whatever my intuition is calling me to. I could have a travel blog. Honestly, I actually used to um, be a recipe developer and food photographer and intuitive eating coach. And I like recently, and I haven't done any of that in a few years. And I like, I kind of had a spark yesterday of like, maybe I'm going to make a cookbook. And it's like, wow, my mind's, my mind's kind of like, what are you doing? You're an intuitive life coach. And it's like, no, I'm not. I'm I just am what I am in each moment. I get to be who I want to be and I'm free to do whatever. You're just I want playing. I'm, I'm just playing. And if it's fun, I could I get to do whatever I want. It just feels so good to feel so free, especially creative um lead to just play. So in terms of like, I don't know, businessy <laughs> endeavors, those are yeah, all of the ways, at least up until now that I use it, but I'm, I'm sure there will be um, many others. I definitely tend to like to try a lot of things, learn a lot of things. And I used to make that wrong. And now I just let it be fun. 
I am so excited for you, Madison. Obviously, I love working with you and getting to know you over the years has been such a joy. And to see, like we've said from the beginning, the transformation from being that stressed about work and everything to having this much play and fun in your personal life and your career, it just sounds like such a wonderful unfolding that you've allowed yourself to have by yeah. being willing to go inside yourself. Yes. And career, it's cool now because career used to be primary. Now career is like, I don't know, secondary, tertiary, fourth theory, whatever the word is. It's like, number one is peace, joy, and alignment. And if that, if that, if at the moment joy is something that many would call work, then that's what it is. But if it's going on a walk or getting coffee or reading or laying on the couch or watching TV or anything under the sun, then that's what it is. And to not be like limited to what for the most part, I'm obviously not perfect, but to not be limited by, to what the mind thinks you should be doing or is supposed to be doing or be productive. It's like, ugh, it's like, who wants to live like that? It's just not, it's not fun, but like so many people, and I definitely was too, are convinced that they really have to do what they're supposed to do until you realize you. the only reason you're doing that is because you want happiness and peace and it's never going to give it to you in a lasting way by chasing it outside. And then once you realize you can find it inside, then you can kind of have it in anything. You can do anything because you can find peace in whatever you do. And you can like exercise your sovereign freedom to choose uh, new things and new choices in each unfolding moment. Beautifully said. So if anyone is sitting there considering IVFT, what would you tell them or recommend? What do you want to say to someone that's thinking about whether to join this round? What I heard from my inner voice is it's, it's right for who it's right for, or it's going to be right for who it's right for. So if it feels right, then it's probably right for you. And if you have some resistance come you know oh I re I remember why I did the session with Gian. okay so I was my I was intuitively feeling like investing in welling and awarefulness earlier this year and my mind was like oh like I've already <laughs> like made so much spent so much money on like these like investments and things like this and I wanted to make sure I wasn't doing it from that old place of just buying everything to buy everything because I thought I'd <laughs> learn everything from everyone else. Um, and I, my, the the money was like definitely causing some uh, resistance. And so I wasn't fully sure if it was my intuition or my mind saying yes. So I waited because there was time to sign up. It wasn't like urgent. So I I waited. And in, and in those <laughs> couple weeks of like waiting, I guess you could say to sign up, I just focused on Every time it would like come up, I would uh, release and I ended up like feeling like I'm really struggling to like get to clarity on this one. So that I booked the um, session with Gian and I'm trying to remember exactly what came through. But basically what came through was uh, lots of releasing, clearing my um, emotional feelings about it and being able to know that, yes, this is in alignment. And then of course, because I listen to my intuition, it's like, it just, it all, it all like worked out. The, the money um, sorted itself out. And that doesn't mean if you follow your intuition, you will get money because everyone's, you know, path is, <laughs> is their own um, path. So if you feel questioning or resistance or the money and it's feeling muddy, is this, is my inner voice telling me to 
do it? And is it just like resistance and beanbags holding me back? Like this could be also like a fun time to, you could even post in, in circle, reach out to the community, see if anyone's willing to hold space for you to release and ask your inner voice some questions to get that clarity. If it's feeling like a muddy process, if it's not feeling muddy and you know it's for you, what are you waiting for? <laughs> um, and yeah, so I would just say like, you'll know if it's right for you and you'll know when you know, when you know. I feel like actions and decisions, intuitive actions and decisions are kind of like a ripening avocado. Like if the avocado still feels hard, like wait, wait a day, see if it's ripe tomorrow, you know, see if the clarity arises tomorrow or later. I've often found that when we don't know, when we don't have the clarity, when we kind of like wait a beat, open a little bit uh, longer, release what's coming up in the meantime, that clarity always comes and then it, it, it tends to just work out so much easier and make sense why the clarity didn't come until that moment it came. Just like a ripe avocado is not ripe until, <laughs> until it's ripe, but also nobody really loves an overripe, like moldy, soggy avocado either. So um, yeah, I think you'll know when, when it feels like a ripe avocado and you'll do it. <laughs> Were you happy you did welling in awarefulness, Madison? I'm curious. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it was cool because it was cool to do two classes and have four months of weekly, um, support at a now phase in my <laughs> life where I don't need <laughs> the support. I'm not desperate, um, for it. So I was actually just able to receive it, not out of attachment or need, but out of joy and alignment. And that felt really good. Those, those groups and those classes were really, really fun. And I just, I just enjoy it. Like, it's so nice to like have this, like, it's like a weekly planned happy hour with your friends. It's like, it's just something <laughs> fun. You get to go, you know, hang out and do. And obviously it's not roses and daisies. Like um, everything does generally feel a bit lighter for me now. We'll see what life has to hold. Um, but even when the heavy stuff comes up, it's, it's awesome. Cause that means there's more freedom and wisdom coming for you. And it's, it's amazing with the releasing is naturally you're more you'll become more intuitive more connected to your inner voice more able to hear more able to not even have to ask, ask questions and just and just live and act by your intuition moment by moment without even needing to like think or ask uh the questions and like that's a really fun thing um that happens as well so it was yeah such an incredible experience i'm so grateful for you, for the community, for myself and my strong mind, for willing um, to go into, move through the discomfort it took to see through to the table. So, yeah. That's so true. And I think you touched on something that I've heard other community members say in case this uh, lands for anyone listening, that there, like you said, it's like a happy hour. There are definitely people in the community that say that they don't always have a ton. Of, some people do, but a lot of the community mentioned their existing family, friends, community at large in the place that they live may not be as connected to this 
you could say frequency, uh, so to say. And so they love just being in the space with the energy of the group each week or through IVFT as the example right now, uh, not just welling or wearfulness, but just ability to connect to a community that's still sovereign. You know, this is certainly not about what do I think or say? I'm just trying to help you, as you said, go into yourselves, but then also have each other to support each other into going into yourself. So there's this kind of community connection and at the same time that individuality that's um, letting everyone express their in their lives how they want to express, but just supporting on that releasing and the connection to the wisdom inside ourselves. Absolutely. Oh, Madison, thank you so much for being on the show. It's such a joy and an honor to have you here. I just want to acknowledge you and all of the growth you've had in your journey and your whole life, but also in the last few years, I've had the joy and the pleasure of working with you also. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And thank you everyone listening and the whole community. It's a real joy to be here. And for those listening, may something wonderful happen to you today.